The truth is like, if you're trying to adopt some sort of personality that's not yours, the copy's not gonna land, even if you think it's the personality you should have. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. Today, we're chatting with Lucy from Your Right Hand Woman. We first met Lucy earlier this year when she joined our SEO group coaching program. And let us just say that some of the absolute best people are inside these programs, Lucy included. So we wanted to bring her on the podcast to talk about the impact of personality-driven copy. And yes, SEO and personality can totally coexist. So if you are looking for tips on how to pack more personality and really stand out in your space online, then you are in the right place. Let's dig in. Hello, Lucy. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Lucy was a part of our SEO group coaching program. So we know her very well. We love her and we were so excited to have her come on. So why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do and kind of what your business is? Absolutely. So my name is Lucy and I am the copywriter and founder of the brand, My Right Hand Woman. I'm a copywriting business specializing working with female owned businesses that want a lot of personality packed copy that helps them reach their ideal client and make more sales. Love it. Plain and simple. I love it. It's awesome. (laughs) So I love, I want to kind of just start right there too, because I think personality is such a big thing when it comes to copy and it's like a big way to differentiate yourself. So tell us a little bit about that and like what unique uniqueness you have in that space, what it is. For sure. I think personality often gets misconstrued. Like everyone thinks they have to be like funny or blunt or converse or controversial. But the truth is like, if you're trying to adopt some sort of personality, that's not yours, the copy's not going to land. Even if you think it's the personality you should have in the online space. So I think my secret sauce is really just getting into the brain of the women that I work with and asking them like, who do you want to be in the online space? And most people, it's an exaggerated version of themselves. So if you're like honest, with your friends, you might be super blunt online. Or if you're super shy, you might be like that slightly introverted entrepreneur, but you're not quite as shy as you are in real life. So it doesn't have to be like you to the T, but it has to be in line with who you are or else you're just never going to feel like you're authentic. Yeah. That is such a good point. I think Mm -hmm. too, that so many of us think we have to match the personality of our audience when Mm -hmm. that's not the case at all. Do you have a lot of clients that come to you and they're like, well, this is my personality just in my day to day, but I want it to be totally different on my website or for my brand. Yeah. I mean, all the time. And I always tell people like your brand voice, or your brand tone is not your Myers-Briggs. So I often will tell just people because they're like, oh, I'm super extroverted. I'm this, this, and this. The thing about creating a brand voice and creating an online personality is it has to appeal to your ideal client. So if in your life, you're a little bit more reserved, but your client is like super like 
liberal and they want to get their opinions out there, like being that version of yourself, assuming it's not like a total opposite of who you are, is probably better for your long-term results. So your brand is definitely separate from who you are, but I think the, the challenge is putting these two threads together, staying authentic, but also staying on brand. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think in it, also being comfortable with where you land, right? Because yes. it's it, so often you can like admire or aspire to be something, but realize that once you're in it, you hate it because you're like, wow, yeah, that's really not me. So just like you said there, finding that magic nugget can be so hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you have, do your clients come to you ever with like no idea what their personality should be? Like, how do you help your audience or your clients kind of uncover that about themselves if they don't know? All the time. And I honestly blame school because when we're taught to write in English class, we're taught to use like really great grammar and just like write in this like bland kind of like educated way. So when we get to the online space, we start writing and I'm like, why are you, why are you writing like Hemingway? Like, just write like how you talk. And people are like, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, so I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that us business owners have to get over is the fact that it's okay to have a personality and you, you're not writing to get the A in Miss Green's class. You're, you're writing to get people to just like fall in love with you and your brand. So it's a totally different type of writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, you're just like talking to somebody or having that conversation. I think yeah. it's so funny too, when we work with people on SEO, they're like, how do I write for Google? Like, how do I make it? So Google's happy. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like you write for your audience first in your own tone, but you have to weave in those keywords and like, you don't write for Google because then you're going to sound like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So how on that note, since you've been in our group coaching program, how in terms of like SEO, can SEO and personality driven copy kind of live together? Like can both of those exist, coexist in this space? Oh yes. hundred <laughs> percent. I think it's a matter of just knowing where to put the personality in. So I tend to be a bigger fan of like clear, very SEO optimized headlines, but like tons of personality in the body text. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a matter of, and also you can play with things that aren't going to show up. So like descriptions on images, these do not have to be pretty. Those are definitely for SEO. Um, so it's just a matter of like picking and choosing where you're going to go for like the ranking and where you're going to go for the fun, because there's so much space on your web pages. You can absolutely do both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that is a huge misconception too, is a lot of people think their website in order to be SEO optimized can't be fun. And that's just not the case at all. I think there's so much fun that you can have. It's just in the right places. And then it's also knowing like at the end of the day, Google wants your audience to find, like your audience to love your content and find you. Yeah. So that's who they're serving too. So as long as you're serving your audience at the end of the day, then you're golden. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of SEO has to do with just like how many people are coming to your site. And I mean, you guys are the experts and also just like how long you've been in business. So I think it's also a misconception that you can just control the Google algorithm. So I always tell people like, do your best, do the things you can control, but also realize just having a great site is probably so much better for your bottom line. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We love to hate the algorithms, all of them. <laughs> Every algorithm. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so speaking of that, what are, what would you say some of the biggest misconceptions are when it comes to just copy and writing your own copy in general? Yeah, I think the number one big concept, biggest misconception I see is that your copy has to be like 
crazy professional and whatever professional means to you. I think kind of similar to what I just said with like, we go to school and learn how to write in a way that's really formal. We sometimes go to the corporate world and learn how to write in a way that's really like palatable. Um, and I think in the online space, you know, it's, it's just different. Like people are connecting with people. The idea of being a business is different. Like it's no longer this like corporation, you know, we can be sitting here, just both of us wearing like normal clothes and chatting. And then, you know, one of us could sign a client. So it's like this idea of like the way that we're attracting people to us is just different. Um, so I think that's the biggest misconception is that copy has to be like super, super professional. Um, and then on that note, another misconception I think people have is this idea of word count matters. Um, and this is something I, I tackle a lot in my content because I have really strong feelings about it. And the truth is you want copy to be concise, but long form also converts. So my thing to you, because that is like the most horrible statement I'm sure you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> You're like, what does she want me no, to do? No, that's just like, that's like a hook right there. Now yeah. I'm like, okay, where's, what's she going to say next? I want to hear it. <laughs> so I always say take word count completely out of the equation. It doesn't matter if your sales page is hundred words or 5,000 words, because the truth is if it's engaging, if it's interesting, that is what matters. So never think about like, oh, okay, I have to hit 750 words. Maybe if you're writing a blog post for SEO, you'll think about word count. But if you're truly just thinking about like what is going to convert, take word count out of your mind and always think, how can I make this more engaging for the person who's reading it? I like that. Mm -hmm. I think too, when you put a word count requirement on your list, then you all of a sudden start writing content that doesn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you take that out of the equation, then at least you probably naturally hit your goal anyways, because you're not <laughs> trying, you're not putting that pressure on yourself to do it, but you're focusing on the content that matters. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, yeah, the more you add to your list when it comes to stuff like that, the more you're, you just feel that pressure and you're like, I can't do this or it's gonna, or whatever the rules might yeah. be or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell our audience, how can good copy help grow your business? Cause I think a lot of people don't understand that side of copy and that it can actually help grow the business. Yeah. So the first thing is good copy, as we've been talking about like brand voices and just being really engaging. I mean, that's all memorability and that's gold for your business. If someone reads a hook and they're like, oh, that's so funny, you know, like they're going to come back and think about that when they need that service. But I think the, the thing that people don't often think about is the fact that copy is written for action. Um, we're really not like normal writers and that we're like writing to be read, we're really writing to persuade. So this idea, if someone comes onto your website, reads your copy and they're ready to go, I mean, that means it could be a sale without a sales call. Or if you do get on a sales call, it's a really easy one because your copy already sold them. Yeah. I think, um, copy is one of those just knowing from ourselves, like we're not copywriters, no. but in the early days, right. You have to like DIY everything yourself because you have no money. So like copy is the first thing that you have to sit down and like do all by yourself. And you're like, oh my God, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be <laughs> because it's not easy by any means. You guys are like magical unicorns. But I think it's also something where the second we invested in copy and the second it was like, wow, like that is so on point and something I could have never done for myself. Like, I think that's the magic of like, it's kind of addicting. And it's like, once you do, once you work with someone again, the second you have to write your own copy, you're like, mm, no, nope. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just fun to see too, like when you're working with a copywriter specifically, how they take 
you know, everything that you've given them and write it perfectly for you and your brand. We like, they nail the verbiage, the, the funny, quirky things that you say, mm -hmm. like they get all of that included. So I feel like some people are probably maybe scared to work with a copywriter too. Like, oh, they might not get me or mm -hmm. you know, what if they don't, you know, write the copy the way that I want it portrayed. But I think the, the thing is when you give them all that information, they have all of the exact tools to run and do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's incredible. yeah. And I think like getting you is like a misconception in its own. Like the idea is like, my goal isn't to come in and immediately write how you would write. Cause then why would you hire me? You know, right. you could just write it yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write it in a way that gets people's eyeballs to just like stick to it and they love it and they take the action and you grow your business. Yeah. So I think like, that's a big thing. If anyone is listening to this, thinking about a copywriter and is worried, like they might not write like me. I'm going to say they probably won't write like you. Um, but the goal is that the vibe is the same and that your end result is catalyzed. Right. Yeah. So speaking of this, like DIY world, because I know a lot of people do DIY their copy in the early days, yeah. because it's what you, you DIY everything. So, <laughs> um, with that, what are some of the biggest like copy mistakes or things that you kind of see that people should be cautious of, or try and avoid when it comes to having to DIY their, their own copy? Yeah. I think the biggest mistake I see is probably people being a little bit too wordy. Um, including too many details about their offer, feeling like their client has to know every single thing that's going to happen before they hit the buy button. I always say, just put enough on the page that you feel ethical selling them the service. Um, so save like the nitty gritty details, everything that's going to happen for maybe like your welcome packet. But when it comes to sales copy, really, you want it to be, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this word, but like punchy. Um, so you want it to just kind of like hit them, make them be like, yes, this is my person, and then fill them in on the details afterwards. And the second thing I see is people just have a really hard time tapping into a conversational tone of voice. Um, so to that, I say, if you are so in your head and you can't write in a way that feels like normal and conversational, just record yourself um, talking about your offers and see how you describe it when you're pretending like you're talking to a friend and then use that to create the copy. So you're not like staring at a blank Google doc being like, why am I here? <laughs> That is such yeah. a great tip. I would have never actually thought about that. Just recording yourself and seeing how you talk about it just like naturally, mm -hmm. and then taking that recording and turning that into copy on paper, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, and it's so cringy when you do it the first time. I know we, we <laughs> rarely, rarely listen back to our podcast episodes. Like this is what we hear like right now talking live. <laughs> we don't actually go listen to them because oh I think gosh, if I had to listen to not. myself talk every Monday, I would go crazy. Yeah. I had somebody <laughs> ask me that once. They're like, do you listen to your, like all your episodes from start to finish? I was like, absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> we record it and it's done. <laughs> yeah. I do not need to hear myself yep. re-talking about something. No, no. <laughs> So how can messaging be used to scale business and drive more high ticket clients? Yeah. So I think when it comes to high ticket clients and your messaging, usually a high ticket client knows what they want. So I always say it's a slippery slope if you're trying to educate your client on why they need your service. In a perfect world, they should know they need your service and you're convincing them that you are the best investment they can make in their business. So to use my industry, because I'm real comfortable with it, um, if I was looking to position to high ticket clients, which I do, I mostly work with like coaches in the multi six, seven figure range. What I would say is this is how I help 
really awesome coaches scale to hit their income goals. I wouldn't say, well, this is like why you need a copywriter because good copy does this, this, and this. I might do that in my Instagram content because I have a more diverse audience, but I would never get into that on like a sales call once someone inquires with me. So I think it's just a matter of knowing like they should already know the what, now you're the why. Mm. I like that. I, I like that. thinking that about the end result. Like, and I think that's so hard to switch gears from like, here's the details of everything that's included in this product or in this service. And like, now you should buy it. Cause you know, everything that's included, but most of the time people don't care. They care about mm -hmm. like how they're going to feel at the end, what you're going to give them. Like, and I think also one of the big ways you can even dig into that is like testimonials, like taking past testimonials yes. from clients and using that as a guide of like, okay, this is what my product or my offering does. Yeah. I mean, you have to be the transformation at the end of the day. We all know great web design is pretty and fun to look at, and we should probably have a web designer. But if you can show people, like if you're starting here and you want to get to here, this is how specifically my website package will get you there. That's where the power is. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think there is so much power. I mean, there's a reason why we do coaching for both copywriters and web designers, <laughs> because it's like such a partnership. You truly need both to not only like capture your audience, but then engage them and get them to actually convert. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us, I feel like I just even talking about all this like personality copy, I like want you just to like do like quick personality. Like, I know, right? <laughs> like be so go to our fun. website and just like do that with <laughs> <Audit. laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, that's awesome. Or even just like for me personally, I would just be kind of interested. You I know? know, like not specifically your brand, but just kind of you too. I know. I like it. And I love your name. My right, okay, right <laughs> hand for everyone listening is like right, like you're right with your, you know, hand. W-R-I-T. Yeah, which is awesome. I love your name. It's just the best. It is very cute. So what else do you want to tell our audience? Anything else in terms of like personality copy and how important it is when it comes to brand messaging, um, just like online web copy, if there's anything that we kind of missed in this episode? Yeah. I mean, the main thing I would say is when you are creating your brand tone or your brand personality, whatever you do, you have to commit to it. The biggest mistake I see is actually not that brands don't have a voice. Most people are like, yeah, this is my brand voice. And they like hand me adjectives on a platter. And then I like go to their email and I'm like, why are we writing for like scholars? Like you told me you are casual. Um, so I think the tricky part is actually using it. So just knowing like what your brand voice is and putting it into action. So if you're kind of struggling with that dissonance, define it. So this is going to be creating a brand messaging guide. Um, if you want to create a brand messaging guide, you can do it yourself. You can hire a copywriter um, or you can kind of take the middle of the road approach. And I have a brand voice template, shameless plug. Um, so you can kind of like go through this template and see um, all of the different ways that you can embody your brand tone. So no matter what you decide to do, make sure you're quantifying what is my brand tone and how am I going to use it in my copy? Because I think that's actually one of the bigger pitfalls I see as opposed to people who are like, I don't have a brand tone, hands up. Oh, for sure. Do you, um, what do you recommend? Like, how do you, how do you tell your clients to keep that top of mind? Like in everything they do, because I think it's so hard to forget about those, like the adjectives, you know, that you should embody. Do you recommend we like print them out and like post post-it note, you know, all around mm -hmm. our office? Like how can we help keep that stuff top of mind? 
I mean, the best thing you can do is like start every day with a writing activity. I mean, you'll often, some people recommend like journaling for five minutes a day. Maybe if you journal for five minutes a day, you can journal for 10 minutes a day and five minutes of your journaling session can be you writing in what you think your brand voice is, like taking on your brand and then just writing whatever you're going to write. Um, so that could be like a fun exercise for you to try just to see if you can do it. Sometimes we pick like brand tone things that are not things we can actually embody. Like harsh and blunt is a one I often see. They're like, yeah, I'm going to be that person that gives like a lot of hot takes, but then they're like super nice. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like what you should be going for in your writing. So make sure you can write in the way that you think you want to write. Yeah. I love if that. If you're going to DIY. Love, yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that you tell people that too, because I think that's also so important is to have that gut check versus like, okay, this is what you want to be. I'm going to write it, but I don't think that's great. Like, I think having that gut check of like, this is what I want to be, but am I that? And if someone tells you, no, it's maybe like, okay, maybe you need to rethink yeah. that and just have like that barrier, especially if you're, cause sometimes you might be more of like middle of the road. You're not going, you know, blunt on one end or like super caring and giving on the other end, like maybe you're trying to fit middle of the road, but if you're going to one extreme, it's probably mm -hmm. important to ask around <laughs> and make sure that you're right. Yeah. I mean, I always joke, I'm much nicer than my copy. Um, so I'm definitely <laughs> more on the extreme of like blunt and harsh in my copy, but I'm like fairly like normal and sweet when you get to know me. So, you know, it doesn't have to be exactly you, but if you're reading it and you're like, things are hitting you weirdly, like in that gut check, then it's not the right voice for you. Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, we will make sure that all of the goodies and that little template that you mentioned is included in the show notes. And can you tell everyone where they should go to find you and hang out with you? Absolutely. So I'm a big Instagram lady. Um, so you can go to at my right hand woman on Instagram. Um, and like you guys mentioned, my name is my right hand woman, right spelled like writing. And you can also head to my website and same thing, um, my right hand woman.com. And I think those are the only two platforms I'm on right now. I'm really trying to keep it focused these days. We say that. Yes. <laughs> that is a good thing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lucy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was so nice seeing you again and chatting. Bye. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.